told you to sing something, goddammit. Now sing something. <laughs> Aren't we demanding? Hi. How we are you? are childs look... of God. Oh, fuck off. You still look like you're in a fishbowl, by the way, Kimball. Uh, I know. It's new camera. New camera. It is a new camera. So how you guys been the last, what, month and a half, two months? Uh, you know. Got through the summer without killing anybody. That we know of. Well, our parents are alive, aren't they? I was going to say, I feel like if there's any place to get away with murder, St. George, Utah is probably the best one. Well, you tried your best, didn't you, COVID boy? <laughs> Try to kill your old elderly grandparents. You I told to him that bit. I was going to say, I told him I'd take him out someday. Take him out. And it's not like I knowingly came home with COVID. In my defense. Now all your friends' assholes, this should have been a parent. Is that how you get COVID? I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. I'm yeah, not a doctor. I'm no doctor. <laughs> the we the, know. Or is that clue. where the vaccine comes from? <laughs> I was gonna say, the, biggest, the biggest clue should have been me coming home with shit all over my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you told me it was chocolate. <laughs> I was embarrassed. Well, fair enough. The problem is he kept licking his lips. Good add-on. Fuck. <laughs> but besides that, anything else? Anything... I mean, I got a girlfriend, I guess. Hey, there's a step in the right direction. And That's it's a... not not the half cycle when you be talking to, you were talking to all summer, right? No, no, no. Because like when I first saw her when I got back, it was like, you know, if you've been texting somebody consistently every day for three months, it shouldn't be awkward when you fir- when you finally meet. Shouldn't be. And not, not only was it super awkward, it was like I felt like I was working. I felt like I was on the clock. <laughs> it's like, you know, zero spark i'm out not signs for a good relationship yeah then like two days later I, I bumped into a friend at lunch and uh it was you an old sorry go ahead. I, was just oh, no, I, I crashed to lunch and my friend was eating lunch with this other person and we've known each other for a couple years now but we just kind of yeah just hit it off and uh, yeah, cool. I really like, her. I really, really, really like her. Goodness. And I finally got, I have a bank appointment tomorrow. Hopefully the loan starts and we're going to get that house. I've been looking nice. at a house. I'm trying to get closer to my kids because they cannot stand living with the ex. <laughs> so I'm trying to get them one week on, one week off. So they have less time with the crazy I'm going to edit myself there for legal reasons. <laughs> Horror! All right. Sorry. <laughs> Talking about legal reasons. Uh, remember we, I, way back when we talked about should I, Bill should Cos- I close my Should I close my camera for this one? Or? No, that's yes. okay. okay. Uh, remember we talked about Bill Cosby was had announced a comedy tour. He had to cancel it because his people were afraid he'd say something that would affect his ongoing legal case. Ah, can I, I read he, to you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's not funny. Or it's okay. I was just going to ask a dumb question. 
<laughs> Can I read to you uh, an aggressive haiku? Yes. So wish I had my intro music. Sorry. <clears throat> I gotta get standard. I, I gotta learn. I, I gotta learn how to play pan flute myself for this. Wet feet in the dark. He is deep tonguing them. Then says, "Hey, hey, hey!" I've been writing more haikus. You There's know, so much wrapped up in that. What's what's amazing? What's amazing about that is the the Bill Cosby laugh made your camera go out of focus. That's how aggressive it was. I had to go all in on that one. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, mean, I, I, have, I have more, ask. but well, I'll pepper it. I'll pepper them in. Yeah, good. I was Sorry, ask, I, I uh, even made myself cry because I'm such an idiot. Oh, all right. His case is like totally done, right? Like, there's he's completely well, he's been exonerated because of technicality. Technicality, it was, yeah, there's a pure technicality. They, they should have they should have uh, put a bigger cup underneath to catch. That's what I hear. There's obviously still legal issues going on, whether it's specifically about them trying to get him back in jail or lawsuits from the family. Which I was is gonna why say, there's definitely civil suits going on, right? yeah. Which is why his people said, "No, yeah. nah, don't don't tour because you'll talk yeah, about it." They're trying to take uh, they're trying they're trying to take him out OJ style. Yeah, and it's, they're going to wait for, for uh, Cosby to steal some of his old jerseys back, and I think that's how they <laughs> get back in jail. Are they, were they jerseys from the Cosby Show or just sweaters? Yes. Well, yeah, just somebody has all his crazy sweaters. <laughs> just gonna go steal the sweaters back, steal all his Rohitnol and his Quaaludes, you know. <laughs> Roofy magic. So, um, unfortunately, because it has been so long since we've podcasted, unfortunately, I do have uh, some Tiger King updates. Oh, I'm excited. I already know. Season Uh, two. Season two. That was going to be the final one. Yep. They've announced season two is in the works. November 17th. It's done. It's, oh, it's, got in the, it's in the can. November 17th, and it's supposed to be as crazy as the first. I'm super excited. I'm tempted if we, if we should uh, record ourselves, our commentary, watching it. Mm, I think it'd be hard. Well, I guess if... See, Netflix doesn't have Watch Party. That's the one nice thing about no. Prime Video, because they have Watch Party. Oh, okay. So I thought there's an app you could do it, but I didn't know there's a specific platform that does it. I know. I know... Uh, I'm going to, there's there's somebody on uh, Twitch that uh, we every Saturday night he watches a movie and we just kind of all watch it together. I'm going to see if this is way we could we could put that together. I think that would be very funny, to say the least. That was painful. Right. But just yeah. words are words are hard, yeah. especially if you do a podcast. <laughs> well, just be prepared to stop a lot. I'm going to be like, okay, pump the brakes. We got to talk about this. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so the first Tiger King update I had was uh, the, the Tiger King quote unquote star Eric Cowie died at 53 in New York City. He was the now this is hard to say with the cast. He's an angel. He's he an is, angel now. He was the biggest white trash of them all. Um, he was the nicest one there. Oh, he okay. was no doubt. He was the only person you didn't hate their absolute guts by the end. Oh yeah, and of course, I don't know the chick who got her arm <laughs> taken off. Uh, please. She identifies as a guy, so she does. It's he. Oh, he. It's not she. It's he. 
Well, it's been over a year since I've seen the show, so... I've... Well, fuck you for not <laughs> being... <laughs> Sorry, I was going to go into my... You're... You were so close to pulling that off. I... <laughs> Their pronouns aren't matter more than anything you could ever be. There. I said it. Well, if I would have known, I would have called him a he. Finally. Finally. And when Joe Exotic found out that Eric Cowie had died, and he was also one of the ones that ratted Joe Exotic out for the hit, uh, Joe Exotic shockingly has no sympathy over the sudden death of the hard-drinking really? zookeeper. Did he really, though? Did he, was he like a person? Uh, no, what he talked about was the mishandling of animals, not about the hit. Because most of that trial was about the animal handling. That's true. That's true. Tiger. He he didn't he didn't go in there and talk about the hit for hire because he had wait, the, the, the fact that he testified he just, against yeah. Joe at all. He he is Joe's Judas, as it were. Yes. <laughs> Ridiculous. So uh, when we were waiting for Jeremy to hook up here on on, on to start the recording. Hiram started commenting about Christmas. He had a Christmas carols reference there. I had an idea for uh, retelling of a Christmas carol. You can't laugh yet. It's going to ruin it. So, the, Jeremy, I'm going to pitch this to you, okay? So, like, you, oh. you act like your high-rolling, uh, affluent uh, Hollywood producer who's not behind bars. I was going to say, should I get my 17-year-old girlfriend to come out for this? Or? Yeah, you haven't, you haven't <laughs> masturbated into any potted plants yet. Okay. okay? But you're you're trying to make it, and you got a lot of money. Okay? And I'm best so friends with Kevin Spacey. You got it. Go ahead. In my version of Christmas Carol, the, uh, the ghost of Christmas past, the way he gets you to be good again is he just tells – he shows you the most disgraceful place you ever masturbated. Like that's, he just shows that to you and you just go, stop, stop, stop. I'll be good. So in that vein, where was the most shameful place you ever masturbated? Be truthful. <laughs> so I, is in it... front of your dad. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to talk about it. We... See, see how well it works. See how that storyline works. Obviously, the ghost of Christmas present would just show you the most shameful place you masturbate now. And then uh -huh. the future, you know, it shows you waking off over a grave or something. You know, it's just something. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everyone. As close to something <laughs> horrible. I think that would work, though. I think that works. Because the story of Ebenezer Scrooge is to show him off his shame, most shameful bits, but nothing had to do with sex. It was just relationships and shit. Who cares? All of us are ashamed, are, are ashamed of our own sexual prowess. That's where most of our society rules come from. You know, you don't get your dick out in public. You don't... With other guys. <laughs> You're not... I mean, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I would assume that hatred for the gay community came from... <laughs> from Charles Dickens? <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. He was 1800s. He probably hated them. And Tom Sawyer. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you can be racist and not homophobic. Uh, yeah, no, I think they're part and parcel. I think it's yeah. just like, well, 
begets the other kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so, sorry, that was just assuming me assuming but, that Tom Sawyer was a homophobic. Of Huckleberry Finn, not Tom Sawyer. Who? Oh, sorry. Uh, who wasn't Tom Sawyer the author? You mean Mark Twain? You fucking. Re- oh. <laughs> Come on, it's not like you're an English teacher. Right. It's not like I read his stuff every day and, and enunciate his hard R's. He had some pretty hard hard ends. You know? One or two. You mean the entire book of Huckleberry Finn. Every page. Yeah. Every page. It was succinct to the time. All right, here's another haiku. It's not about race. I was going to say, this is one of the N-word. <laughs> I don't have one of those yet. It's coming. <laughs> Struggling to breathe. Stares my oldest enemy. Morbidly obese. <laughs> I can just picture the video that goes behind that. <laughs> just, I wonder if we, we could do a joint... Says our older brother going up the stairs and clutching his chest. I'm so glad I was about to make a Spencer comment, and I'm glad you came in to do it this time. I was going to go thousand pound sisters, but you know, <laughs> don't so, I, so. So now that I've really kept in about, touch our, very much our with mother, our family, my mother cannot see this episode. All right, all yeah. right. As you say, I think that I. I mean, I wasn't really keeping in touch with uh spencer's family recently but i feel like you with, monster. i know monster. sorry sorry but i don't think this podcast has helped me them wanting to keep in contact so let's keep As doing whole, it generally yeah let's keep doing it i don't know why do you say that <laughs> remember the, our re- first reunion episode and i made the yeah all right we could just move on from this no go ahead I think I think I've made one Spencer joke every single podcast that we've done so far. Well, we do have so, the whole email chain. It's the way you're you're healing. You're dealing with the death in that way. That's fine. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I'll I'll lighten the mood. I'll uh, read one more haiku. Yelling while drinking, clumsy hitting everywhere. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> that, nice. was about, that was about my last Father's Day. That's a Father's Day card right there. Yeah, it could be. Very much well could be. So Wait, wait. I, want, I do want to... I've said this one before, but it's probably my most favorite because it's the most brutal one I've ever written. She doesn't want me. No wish to be my mother. I was only 12. <laughs> that was just, again, wrapped, uh, the whole storyline wrapped in that. Yeah, because that one's true. Because <laughs> that's a true one. Yes. That why, that's why that one's so sad. On a happier note. Uh, What's the Jer- point? Jeremy made me aware of the upcoming Bruce Campbell Bruce Fest. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Well, I started looking through... Like, what, Tucson, Arizona or something? No, it's in Colorado. Makes more sense. 
and they have showings of all his films with him there. You can do meet and greets, all that. But then I also discovered, looking at his website, that he's doing the Evil Dead Film Fested Film Festival Festival at the Egyptian Theater on October 29th through the 31st. All his Evil Dead films hosted by him. And then the icing on the cake, Evil Dead: The Game, which unfortunately has been delayed to release till February. Definitely a mature audience which combines characters from every single Evil Dead movie as a MMORPG, and you can choose whether you're evil or whether you're good and are fighting evil. I don't see how that would work. Um, I could see see an Evil Dead game working if it was a survival horror game, but not an MMORPG. You you either uh, join up with teams as the good people fighting the evil, or you get to be the evil dead trying to kill the good guys. Yeah, whatever. I've never been an MMORPG guy anyway. I recommend looking at the trailer. I'm not either, but this game looks... It's one of those things I could definitely see myself playing at 11 o'clock at night when the kids are in bed. (laughs) Way too bloody for little kids to be watching. And they have bombs. Oh yeah, I forgot. You keep having small children around. Yeah, that's on. That's on you. Yeah, I don't know how he. I don't when, know how you do it. What, when was that baby born? You were what, forty-two? Uh, not. I think I was thirty-nine. You were forty. Thirty-nine. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I, I believe the the phrase that you uh, that you accused me of grooming. I believe was what you said. <laughs> and and after not seeing him for a couple of years and going back this last summer 100% right <laughs> you're making him into this little creepy mini me version of yourself no thankfully I will say thankfully he's getting him into sports now and not when he's like it won't last <laughs> well you gotta continue that part oh. of the story I totally forget about this. I was I, I volunteered to be the assistant coach to help out the coach just wrangle kids, which at that age are just like kittens. Whoa, no, no, don't say wrangle kids. I don't like it when you say that. <laughs> uh, help to organize the kids in, during games and help at, at practice. The kids down to the walls. Yeah, we get it. And then the coach ended up selling his house and moving to Montana. So guess who's the no coach? The All guy- the way. Played also, a game of anything ever? I I played at P uh, or uh, uh, yeah PE and um, I played uh, it recess PE and recess. Yeah. Wait, 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 Dad. What is your current record? We we really don't keep score. Um, we the team had finally won the last game with the original coach had finally won their first game, and we lost by one at the the last game. So uh, by soccer standards, it was a blowout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's awesome. That's so funny. To be fair, the greatest tennis coach never played tennis. Really? You know, the, 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 the Williams sisters' dad, he never, he never played tennis. He just coached them. Yeah. So there's, there's hope for you, I guess. It's also a third grade team. Of, but he, but you also flag. probably watched tennis once at least. I watched the game last week. 
no, 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 that doesn't that doesn't count. No, I, I Monday Night Football. I watched a game with Jeremy. Yeah. No, well, I thought we were talking about soccer. Doesn't your kid play soccer? No, this this is football. F- um, flag football. Flag football doesn't even so, count. Soccer, a... I, I I at least know some of the some of the, some of the the positions. Football, I'm totally lost. Can we not talk about positions and little kids? You sick? Of... <laughs> God damn! You just, you just can't get away from it, can you? <laughs> you sick? Of... Sick little Oh, throw up. Oh. I feel like I just drank a white claw. I'm gonna throw up. Hey, uh, here's something um, that just came out today. Uh, members of TV and film workers strike. Really? Yeah, I heard of that. Uh, union authorizes strike. So uh, which I union? Three runs. Which union? Um, it's saying that the. Oh no! Never mind. It's theatrical stage employees. International Alliance uh, more sense. stage employees, union president Matthew Loeb, members have spoken loud and clear. But that actually goes into film and television. Yeah, well. I, I IATSE I unions to... are really weird in smaller areas like Utah. You have one IATSE that covers all of film and movie work for the whole state. Which not which Nazi is that? The government? <laughs> No, the, the IATSE, International Association of blah, blah, blah. blah. I, just, I just wanted to say Nazi. Ah. And I wanted and I wanted to accuse the Utah governor of being one, okay? No, he's he just looks a like that, He looks like the uh, short, bald guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Supposed to glasses on him. Except that he's tall. But yeah, he's got that same look. Yeah, yeah, very much so. But then you get um, down in Hollywood and every job has its own union. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, 90% voter turnout. It was unanimous margin. And um, so does the, that mean like the Alliance, the Alliance of Motion Picture Television Producers were part of it too? What's um, really weird about that, you think about it, especially for the, the pure theatrical side, Broadway is just now this month reopening. Well, I think it's more than that. I think it's just like, you know, you get all these people who were. You know, at the very the second they could, got thrown into a bunch of productions that still weren't safe to work on. You know, they they were just so crazy about getting more content out there because people who didn't really have a real, I guess, platform before and now had one, and it was the online platform. Yeah, you know, somebody either went to make six second TikToks like Jeremy, or they were on Twitch. Or they were, uh, you know, doing YouTube stuff, and these kind of people hate, you know, Hollywood hates that because they need the limelight. They're all the narcissists, so they just threw everybody into production before it was safe. A lot of people, I mean, the thing that they're not even talking about is how many workers got sick, because a lot, a lot of workers got sick after, like, at the very end of when the. You know, things were opening back up when it, well, it was first starting until end of the pandemic, and they were just dropping like flies. That's why this ha- is happening. Because you, you know, with you no know, health insurance on top of that. I mean, the uh, movie sets are the most dangerous places on earth, anyway. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. especially if you're moving around. Well, if it's a dark set, you know, it's really easy to start be tripping over gear you don't see. Oh, I've seen people getting demolished. Now, we I, okay, this happened twice. Because you and I saw 
uh, a who was it? It was just some worker with Phil in those co- commercials, and he he was looking down on a skateboard, and the jib was too low, and he smashed his face, oh, and, and and like his teeth got caved in. Yeah, I, that have I've seen that twice now. I've seen another girl get a concussion the same way. I mean, well, just those those giant jibs come down. And you, you know, you're in the moment doing what you're doing. And people get hurt all the time on those sets, and they have zero health care. They have zero right. everything. They don't have, you know, barely, they only have living wages, let's be honest, unless you're a producer. Well, I'm, I remember, a st- I may have told this story a couple of years ago. I was talking to a grip, and he was telling me they just hired this guy that wasn't, he said, wasn't quite smart enough to be doing the job, basically as a, someone who knew nothing about film and film equipment. And they're having... I was a, about to say, how smart do you have to be to be a fucking grip? Well, they were telling him, move that HMI light from this position to 20 feet over there, which is a really high-voltage lamp. And they told him, turn off the power, unhook the wire, then move the whole rig. And he just jumped to unhooking the wire, unhooked it, and as it came across, it just created a huge arc because of the the voltage and blew him 30 feet back. And he walked away, and he was done. Because he didn't turn the power off first. didn't turn the power off before unhooking the lines. How much voltage is running through those lights? Because it's, it's what, DC, right? It's DC. I just know it's super high voltage. What kind of light is it? The um, Heliarchs. Or no, it wouldn't be Heliarch. Uh, the, the HMI 4Ks. Look at, at uh, oh, Richardson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, oh, yeah, these big bastards. Of course, they're not used a whole lot anymore because everything's moving to LED because it uses much less power and you don't kill people. And you, well, you can have better control over the light, the, the, the tones, the color tones. Oh, yeah, and they're just so much more bright, too. Uh, they're getting there. The problem is uh, that they've had for a long time is having being able to focus the light of LEDs. That's why uh, spots like ellipsoidals, they're, they're only really coming into the technology-wise in the last three years. Right, 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 right. Inside baseball, oh, it's, it's a four thousand watt light, so yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, four thousand watts. It's just trying to do a little bit of math in my head, and it doesn't work because my head doesn't work. <laughs> so, guess what? Nineties film is slated for being remade. Super Mario Brothers. That one and uh, the Bodyguard. Oh, Woody good. Houston. Yeah, add another bodyguard. Okay, I'm making sure. Anyway, that's 33 amps. That's definitely going to kill you. Um, who's the star? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, let's see if they list you. Know how many, you know how many amps it takes to stop your heart? 10. AC or DC? AC. Point, 0.02. Voltage oh, just sh- kill you. Amperage kills you. Anyway. Yep. Who's going to play it? Rihanna or maybe Cardi B? They're going to probably get some person like that to do it. It's going to be terrible because they're such well, good did actresses. You, did you see the, the cast for Mario Brothers? Um, I saw some of it. I didn't see all of it. Well, Chris Pratt is your lead. Yeah, I heard that. Yes. And I'm guessing none of the original cast got a callback. Hoskins is dead, bro. Yep, uh, and so is uh, Dennis Hopper. 
People shit on that movie, but it's so good. For what it is, it's it's a, a very fun rendition of it. See, and it looks like they're just in the writing phase of the bodyguard. They're not in, in casting yet. I saw a meme on Twitter two days ago of it was basically saying like 2022 is four months away, and there's people like me that still hasn't processed the year of 2020 and the whole <laughs> pandemic. And of course, there's. 600,000 plus reasons why the 2020 and the pandemic was fucking awful. But yeah. the fest but the festival that the people were trying to put on for the Mario Brother film being was that the reason why it didn't happen was covid yeah. or am I thinking okay. Yeah, so that's a code cancel. That's a complete tragedy cuz I would have definitely flown out for that. Oh, they're they're still going to um, try in the future. So guess who they're bringing so, in? Whoa, 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 okay, whoa, whoa, go, ahead, go ahead. I got the cast here. Okay. Chris Pratt as Mario, because he's yeah. so Italian. Yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, and I didn't know who that was, so I Googled her, and I got three words for you. Fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> I got to look at something. What's, what's her name again? <laughs> uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. He's got kind of a silly voice. I could see it. Who's who's playing Daisy again? Daisy, no yeah. Princess Peach. Oh Peach, o- sorry. On Anya Taylor Joy, fetal alcohol. <laughs> sometimes I like to yeah. go to Walmart. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I like to go to Walmart at two a.m. and play Asian or fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> it's never Asian. It's never. Um, <laughs> why why do you have your face down and covered during that? Uh, Jack Black is Bowser, whatever. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong because apparently he lives in that universe now. Gonna be interesting script. Um, and well, I don't, I don't, I don't like to look or hear Seth Rogen, so it's gonna be hard. Yeah. Armazen as Cranky Kong. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) What Cranky Kong is? Bowser or Donkey Kong's kid, maybe. Kevin Michael Richardson. Oh, he's just a voice actor. Yeah, okay. I know I've heard his name before. Uh, cartoons as Kamek. I've never heard that either either. Yeah. And then Sebastian uh Menace, who's a comedian, he's very funny. The one Italian in the entire cast. And then actual <laughs> Italian as Foreman Spike. So Spike is definitely a person. Yeah. But Cranky Kong was the foe Mario first met in the original Donkey Kong, is what they're trying to say. So why are they trying to bring in Donkey Kong shit into a Super... Because he was just Mario then. He wasn't Super Mario. Yeah, and and that's where Mario was introduced, was in Donkey Kong. I know, but this is a Super Mario. Like I said, it's gonna, see what they're going to do with the script. If you guys haven't known, the remakes of like Angry Birds and... Whatever the fuck sucks more than anything in the world. Oh, I know. So. I know. No, I know this is going to be terrible for sure, 100%. Oh, I, I hate remakes. Rare. Sorry, there's been a rare few gems, and they are very rare. Pretty much it's just a cheap cash grab. Um, The 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 reboot of Red Dawn was amazing. Yeah. Really? <laughs> of course not. God, no. I was, was going to say, I didn't think. Yeah, wait, wait, I wait, 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 wait
<laughs> I'm trying to think of a reboot that was actually worth it. A time, time job. job. I've seen a a video on, on the internet that is sort of like that. It's a porno joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, you know what? Any action film that's remade from the 60s doesn't really count in my mind just because the 60s, they were still trying to figure out what an action movie was, so they were still yeah. very boring. So it's kind of unfair. I will say this, like... Because um, they, they, they've tried to do a couple of westerns and it didn't work out. Like, I, I thought the original True Grit was still better than the reboot version. Uh, I... I... But I can see that again. There's I'd parts stop. both ways, but I really just hated John Wayne's acting in the original one because it wasn't acting; it was just John Wayne. That's fine. Um, talking about your reference to, to porn, there. One thing that we never got a chance to talk about this summer and during that downtime. Yes, Jeremy. <laughs> well, I started my OnlyFans. If you guys want to go, it's only five ninety nine this month. Well, that's what I was gonna go at. Is OnlyFans oh, no longer it. allows yeah. allows porn? No, no, no. They they, uh, they stopped. They 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 got such a back backlash from that because the entire since that's what they plot, were created for. That's not what it's created for. That's just what it turned into. But the entire platform, like a ninety nine point nine percent of it, is sex workers, and they're like, uh, well, if you don't want any money, then right, yeah, yeah. And so they just were like, all right, sorry, we. we so they within like two weeks they brought up came out with a statement said they redacted that statement. But well, yeah, yeah. They, of course there was a but there was a uh, like 40, 40 people that I know that do OnlyFans that live in St George that were like this isn't fair. <laughs> you being one of them. <laughs> hey, got to make your bottom dollar somehow. It's just like. I just never knew how, much, spread my ass. how much that spidey asshole could really get. So uh, let's look. I, I was I was kind of just interested of reboots. So let me let me let me read out some reboots. You tell me how good they were. Ghostbusters. All oh, ah, oh. So the new one I didn't see, but the new the one that's coming out. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation story that should have happened instead of the reboot. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking Which, very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I just I think personally, and I know I'm probably alone on this. I think Paul Rudd's kind of played out. So we'll see how he does. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope it's him. Good. What's that? Did I ever tell you that I met Paul Rudd in New York? No. Um, tell us about your amazing. Oh, it's not an amazing story because he's a fucking asshole. But <laughs> really, yeah, he, uh, seems like he, he seems like he'd be a nice guy. Actually, totally well, wrong. I this is the trip I went on when I went that trip to New York to meet John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Yeah, you never shut up about it. Yeah, got it. Yeah, the one th- good thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, yeah. the, your one story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either that or I talk about the summer I spent out in Canab with fucking delinquent youth that were no, the worst. No, have a new story. But I know you don't want to tell that story. No. <laughs> We're not going to tell that story. Okay, Paul Rudd, go. Um, <laughs> just know that shit hanging on you. It's just anytime I want to drop it. So you do what I say. Talk about Paul Rudd now. So after the show, we were told to come backstage to talk to John and Nick and say our farewells. 
And while we were waiting there, I actually met Craig Robinson, who's like the one black guy in the office, who's actually a very funny, nice guy. That's actually what he's known as, the one black guy. Well, he's in Hot Hot Time Machine. He was very funny. Two black guys in the office. Okay. He was very funny in in, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine as a guest star too. Yes, and he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> yep. No, he's no, he's great. He's he has a very solid, solid. Um, he really hasn't uh, in film hasn't been given a, a script that's him that, that no. he's the lead on yet. That, that nah, you can own. Yeah, he's still he's still doing the bit stuff, but like every time he does he's it well, anything, he's always like the best thing to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. and so we Fun. definitely talked to him, and he was a really nice guy actually. And it's funny because I was only nineteen, twenty at the time, and there was just. And we we're in the like the hangout lounge of the backstage, and there's just it's all the green room. But yeah, well, it wasn't a. I know what a fucking green room is, dude. It wasn't a green room. I know. I'm just messing with you, Jesus. Um, get to Paul Red. Well, I was saying that he was like, there's alcohol everywhere, and he's like, do you guys want to get a drink? And we're. This is when I was still 19 and going to church, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm trying to play cool. Okay. But. But then Paul Rudd, who was like the guest star at the show at that time, walks through, and we're, I was trying to like, st- um, ha- I thought he was gonna stop, talk to us for a second, and leave, and he just like walked through, didn't acknowledge me or my friend at all, um, said hi to Craig, and then I was like, hey Paul, can I get a picture real quick? And he said, fuck you, and walked out. Perfect. Lovely. Yeah. Good to know. Well, and f- talking about him being. The last bunch of roles he's done, the problem is he keeps playing at the same character. He needs to start well, creating actual characters. Well, yeah, I call it Ben Stillering. Yeah. Or Will Feller, Will Ferrelling. Will, Will Ferrelling. Let me guess, <laughs> Will, you're going to be a, a super confident dumb guy. Cool. See how this one plays out. All right, we've got the uh, Fantastic Four. That's a movie about fingering. Um, <laughs> Never saw the reboot. <laughs> I just wanted to make a fingering joke. Can you uh, send me the link like... after this? <laughs> <laughs> Guess what reboot comes out next month? What's that? West Side Story by Steven Spielberg. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Planet, Planet of the Apes, you know. With the I little... like the new ones. Yeah, the new ones are good. Yeah. I will say that. Uh, well, especially that, the, the first one, which I didn't realize for a lot of years was done by O. Oh, What's his butt that does all the really weird Disney cartoons? Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Burton. Burton. Yeah, the first one was the first reboot was done by Burton. With yeah, Marky like Mark. That. Yeah, with the uh, and and his Funky Bunch as well. Yeah. Now I will say this is kind of a controversial. Are you one. calling the Apes the Funky Bunch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Cool. It's just, just just trying to get the. the make sure I, I just want to, want to say it's just a group of people. It's not racist. <laughs> We all came. We all came from the ocean. It's okay. The Evil Dead reboot with the female lead. Yeah, I liked it. I'm gonna tell you what. I really, I really liked it. I, yeah, I, I, I think there's some, uh, there's some probably diehard fans that really did not like it, but I, I think they did a very, very well, good job. What they did was they turned a cult classic into an actual horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, well, that's and, why I didn't watch it because to me it's a comedy. I didn't want to see it as a horror. No, I liked it both ways. I mean, you you take it. We know, Bruce will Bruce. I almost said Bruce Wayne. Uh, Bruce Campbell is a <laughs> which feeds back to what I said so well. <laughs> Bruce Campbell is amazing, but yeah. I did like it as 
a horror movie. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good as a horror movie. Um, Pink Panther with Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. So I'm biased because I was a kid when this came out, but I liked it. Dude, Peter Sellers. He doesn't hold a hand candle to Peter Sellers. Okay. I'll raise you a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> if I saw that or not. All right, have you ever seen the original? Is this it? Yeah, of course. Um, Grandma. I've seen, both. I've seen them both. Um, I haven't seen the newer one. The newer is ones it? are better. They're just because like the older ones are just so you know weird. hokey. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> they were so fucking bad. They were so them. gross. Uh, the new Mad Max. Didn't see it. I saw about half of it, and I actually liked what they did with it. it but that was okay. The, but the original one just you know so I I love those low budget films that make it. Well, the thing is, with especially with horror films, when they're so low budget, you kind of don't know if they really just killed somebody or not. <laughs> like, I saw a movie where a guy was yeah. being fed into a meat grinder, and you're just like, holy <laughs> fuck, they just killed that guy. Because it was just, it looked like somebody's, like, 8 millimeter home camera, and you're like, oh, my God. So, hold on. What's funny about what you just said is that back in, like, 6th, 7th grade, when we were t- learning about uh, Mesopotamia and stuff like that. Yeah. They showed a clip of Ben Hur, the original one, nice. and and they did the the race. And yep. because of our mo- our family and I like new history and filmmaking, after the clip ended, I was like, you know that guy just died, right? And he's like, like, we just watched somebody die. And they're like, what? I'm like, you know, like five people died on that set on film. Anyway, continue. And we're in the whole <laughs> it, it ruined the whole day. So how many how many sequels does it take to become a reboot? Because on this list is terminator but they're just sequels right you're all, it's, they're all it's just it's just one after another um, and and they went in going multiverse with it and but yeah they're right, all sequels yeah. and again again there's like so many um like dawn of the planet of the apes there's so many dracula movies there's so many it's just like which one do you consider a reboot dracula's for most of dracula's technically are reboots oh, so which you... one what, which is the the best dracula reboot I honestly haven't seen them all, so I, I can't tell you. Well, the, just the ones have you seen, then? Don't be uh, weird about it. There was the, the the last one I saw, honestly, was the Tom Cruise one, whatever the hell that was called. Interview with the Vampire. And, which I, I really enjoyed that show quite a bit, because it was such a different take on the, the vampire genre. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's one, a low-budget one I was told about, and I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it... it these two companies are having all these wars trying to steal information from each other and it gets bloodier and bloodier and bloodier and bloodier. And at the very end, these vampires come through and just slaughter everybody. And it turns out the president of one company is the sister of the president of the other company. And they just have this thing that every hundred years they build up companies and send them against each other. Oh, I, yeah, I've heard of that. I can't remember the name of that either. Sounds interesting. I've never seen it. The, the one I liked recently was the Netflix one from the guy who writes Doctor Who. I meant to see that. It, it was a three-part series. Like the first two are really excellent. The third one kind of goes little too Doctor Hoey for me. <laughs> but like the first two are like really, really, really well done. Okay, I'll raise you a Mortal Kombat. Is that out? Yeah, it's on. It, it, it's it came out like it, three months it ago. It was it was never in the theater. It was just uh, online. Okay. It, so they they remade it once, right? Or is it they just made the one movie? Well, well, you, no, you they did the original Mortal one. Kombat, you have Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, which is a sequel or remake? 
2021. I mean, it's hard to I would say it's a re- remake. Okay. I mean, it did come out kind of after. Let me see. Mortal Kombat is 95. Yeah. Annihilation is 97. Still has okay. the same actors. I'm going to go with the sequel. Okay. And the newest one, I saw the first 15 minutes of it. And I just didn't have time to watch the whole thing. It's intriguing, but it, 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 it starts pretty, out. It was pretty it's, good. It's definitely for the Chinese market because it, it starts out with way back when a Chinese group coming attacking a Japanese group. Or how much how much rice was in the scene? Because <laughs> I know you wanted to say that. I said I don't. Oh yeah, blame me. I I, <laughs> I don't want to put in superhero flicks because they get rebooted all the time and it's just like they all suck. Then you get the multiverse and all that, and blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's for it's, I hate talking to people about superhero movies now because it's popular and everybody watches them. Well, no, it's just like you build up 15, 15 years worth of movies to make one giant movie and then it all ends. And it's like, how are you supposed to continue with that? Yeah, I will say though, and the other one too is horror fl- films because they keep rebooting the Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger. But the latest Halloweens have been good. I the, the one Halloween about to come seems... out where they where they actually allowed Jamie Lee Curtis to age that looks fascinating to me. Yeah, so it's almost like uh, trust me, there were some bad Halloweens. <laughs> Rob yeah. Zombie, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you didn't like that one? Where was it? As a zombie, kid? it's just an overrated. Uh, no, it was good, but I'm just saying like. Anytime that you get Rob Zombie's name on a horror film, people see it and they think it's good because it's Rob Zombie, but he's really not that good of a storyteller. He's really good at visually telling something, yes. but the actual story has no substance. And that's kind of what I'm missing. Anyway. We've got lots of Godzillas. So many Godzilla. Oh my god! So I just had a. I had funny thing about Godzilla is I like the one from the nineties. Matthew Broderick. The yes. Matthew Broderick one. Compared to yeah. the new ones, yes. Um, I like Godzilla versus uh, Mecha Godzilla. That's my favorite. Now, sadly enough, I know a lot of the inside stories of the Matthew Broderick one because Caius had worked on it a couple years be- yeah, before before I roomed with him. Yeah, he true. told me tons of stories on that one. He, before you groomed with him, what? <laughs> when we were in Saudi, we sh- we shared a villa for a co- about two months. Gotcha. Um, I just like the fact that they made like a thirty, an actual thirty-five feet prop for Godzilla in that. Yeah. Whereas it, now it's you were right the first time. It's foot, not feet. Stupid <laughs> idiot. God, you're so dumb. Ah, uh, okay. The, the, these are the re, these are the reboots that I don't like because they're not true reboots. Which is the I'm going to tell you the origin story of the thing, like the um, Oz, great and powerful, with, with James Franco, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was I don't Franco. like that. I don't like that. Or Cruella. I don't need to know their origin story. It's boring. It's not even. It's like, how is that interesting to anybody? But that's I did, Angelina I, Jolie. I did find the Cruella um, movie engaging. I did. I bet you did. 
Uh, who is the best Superman? That's a tough call. I only know uh, the, the new guy. Carvel? You don't, you never seen uh, Reeves? Christopher no, cause Reeves? Because I've heard of how bad it was. I didn't want to watch it. Here, here, here's Christopher Reeves coming, coming on the set. I'm going to save you. All right. That's my impression. <laughs> um, now, what, what's... What's your impression of Christopher Reeves coming into the uh, the set in a wheelchair? I think it was good. <laughs> As if he was acting. <laughs> I think it's 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 good to uh, boost the spirits. Uh, so um, there was a newer RoboCop. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a uh, with the CGI technology and whatnot. It, it's a really interesting take on the character. Like they use the original actor? No, no. So it's, it's new actor, oh, oh, but okay. just the look of it and the feel of it, it was obviously so much less clunky than the earlier rotoscoping. Yeah, but it's not kind of like its charm. It, it is though, because I, I still really love the original one, especially the end battle scene and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Police brutality, even in the future. Yeah. Hey, I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh my God! Shut up. <laughs> And there's like a million Star Treks. Star Treks is just one of those dumb things that won't die, you know? Now, I got to give them credit. I discovered the, uh, a cartoon series. They're now in their second series called Lower Decks. That's an actual comedy making fun of Star Trek. Right. Talking about the guys that are lower level officers and up and coming oh, officers. I, I got it. I got it. No, it's, it's, it's really funny stuff. Bit okay, nerdy for so, most guys. So, what's worse, reboots or remakes? Uh, and what's the difference? Yeah. So, what's the difference? Well, okay. So, I would is there, say is I think. What is it, can I guess? Okay. Yes, you can guess. A remake is a retelling of the original script or improvements, and a reboot is kind of like its own taste take on. It, the, that's that's how I would say it. So, like. The live-action Disney flicks, right? Like Beauty and the Beast. Reboots. Aladdin. I would say those are remakes. They're using the same songs and stuff. Like I every didn't see they, the new Lion King, though. So like when they, when they do, like, uh, the Les Miserables, every time they redo that, it's like, you know, and they're singing and shit. That's a remake of the yeah. original production. It's not really a reboot. Unless in the reboot you know jean paul jean starts getting a gun out and starts you know ak-47 <laughs> so shooting everybody up for fucking bread or some shit jean paul jean played by rambo <laughs> see now see and another interesting thing is when you talk about like horror flicks you know you got the ring originally the japanese version amazing the american version eh, not so good but you know who's got the market on horror right now is Korea. koreans Yes, the best. Been watching Squid Game. In fact, I haven't there, yet. I haven't it's, watched it either, but I, I did hear an episode, and it's so good. There is a, a Korean ISP that is suing Netflix because of the bandwidth usage from people in Korea watching it. <laughs> that makes sense. It's really um, good, though. I've heard so. That's why I was gonna bring. I was actually bringing up Squid Game because it's on track to be the most popular show on Netflix ever. Yeah, and and what was that before was Tiger King, and so what I'm 
hoping is that Tiger King will never be again because I've I'm over it. Season two, baby. I know. I'm saying I don't think it's gonna. One, I think it's gonna not gonna go as well. It's, as it's not season. going to because we're not locked down for begging for content. Yeah, right. And Squid um, Game is actually intriguing. Uh, I okay. One, I disagree with both of you. Fuck you. <laughs> I think because we are forced to engage, we are all now emotionally tied. There is that. There is that. Because everyone watched the entire thing. They're going to want to go on. I, it's not going to be as big as Squid Game, but I'm just saying it's not going to I guess happen. it also depends on what 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 additional do they have to add to the story uh, that we don't know. That's what I'm know. thinking is what could have happened that wasn't in the news. Because he's been in prison the entire time. It's everything around um, the new owners and... Uh, and then losing the, the the zoo, uh, yeah, the, the yeah, story terrible. we told and there. Finding, finding like, I don't know More if they bodies. actually found bodies, but they, you know, they've been talking about maybe finding bodies on the premises. You know who's actually got some pretty good content there? Original stuff is uh, Hulu's been coming out with a lot of good stuff too. I agree. I've been watching that uh, Steve Martin Martin Short oh, show. I haven't seen it. That's the only murders in the building. It's about these. Uh, True crime buffs who get a murder in their own building, so they start investigating it and make a podcast and stuff. It's oh, really, really good. It sounds. I was hesitant because I'm like, like an 80 year old fucking Steve Martin. Like, well, who else is he gonna make me laugh? But he does. Still, still good. Steve Martin. Still, he still got it. Yeah. Selena Gomez is in it. Eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But it was perfect timing for you know, uh, Latin month appreciation month so <laughs> so sorry on the on the topic of repeats real quick um dune is about to come out are either of you excited to see dune? i am so looking forward to that because visually what they've done with that on 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 the 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 trailers looks absolutely astounding and if you haven't read read the book the original dune's hard haven't. to get through um the the, the actual original one when they re-released it on VHS, they had to add voiceover um, to fill in the audience what's going on because some people haven't read it and it's not real clear some of the transitions why why what is happening in that world is happening. And so it really needed a reboot. Never seen or read anything, <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. Well, I got a, 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 I want to let you know know about another it's, reboot it's, coming it, up. To, to, to me, to me. Dune and Blade Runner might as well be the same thing. That's how little I know about both of those fucking franchises. Uh, I, I, in you fact, ever seen Blade? When, when, Blade's when, sick, dude. When, when someone says Dune to me, half the time I think they're talking about Blade Runner and vice versa. I don't, I don't know, and I don't care. It's, I can't remember what the bit is from, but someone going, "I love Blade, dude." I remember hearing that once, and I just can't stop. I don't like the Wesley Snipes. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ryan Reynolds isn't one of those two. You're talking to the wrong dude for that. Ryan Reynolds has only done one good thing, and it was Deadpool. That's it. Everything uh, else. Sucks. Oh, I thought you were gonna say uh, his wife's name, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, Blake, Blake Lively. Yeah. Not on my top ten uh, women of all time. No, thank you. So another uh, reboot that's been announced, but it's actually been conceptualized since 2014, is a new Babylon 5 reboot, but, and being developed by the original creator Michael Starzniak, or however you say his last name. Yeah, that's, that's a shit. 
Yeah. So that was entirely catered for you, apparently. It was actually a, a, a obviously it's no, a, no, 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 leads to the nerdy. He'd only get excited if it was a fucking Deep Space Nine reboot. I actually like Babylon Five a whole lot more in Deep Space. Nine. Oh, no one gives a shit. Spencer was a Deep Space Nine fanatic, and may he rest in peace with that franchise. <laughs> He's on the other side, <laughs> holding on to the wheels. And I've got an update for you, Jeremy. This last uh, weekend, uh, yeah, my uh, birthday's next week. Thanks. No, last weekend, I know. I know. Uh, what? You, what you know what? What? I don't even know what week. either of you saying. Eminem has opened up a new restaurant in Detroit called Mom Spaghetti Restaurant. Yeah, and in meatballs. Everybody fucking knows that. And I heard it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, so it's like, he th- so he it's throws- like his music. Well, it's like his mom really made it. Well, he throws up in that song, so I would imagine the spaghetti can't be great. But what were you saying, Jeremy? Oh, it's my birthday next week. So? <laughs> <laughs> well... All right. Hey, it's nice talking to you guys. <laughs> How old are you going to be? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. <clears throat> How old are you going to be, Jeremy? Well, I'm going to be 25. <laughs> <laughs> might, might as well end it now. I bet you I have a haiku for that. <laughs> About 25 or suicide. <laughs> A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So this, this last season was the lowest record low ratings for SNL ever. So to help boost this season, guess who they're bringing on as a guest host? Kim Kardashian. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it was very... That's a desperate move if I've ever heard of one. All right, here we go. This one's for Jeremy. Here's Bring a haiku. Abyss isn't real. The dark doesn't consume me as I'm bleeding out. <laughs> well, thankfully, a bullet to the head doesn't really... Uh, I have to worry about bleeding out too much. Oh, here's, here's, a, here's a more fun way to kill yourself. Thin is the new me, but now I'm all cold all the time. Didn't know she had AIDS. <laughs> You know, on those lines, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them Part 3 hit, release date has been announced for next summer. The wind in my hair, the crosswalk that's full of kids, is now red asphalt. <laughs> Have you shared your uh, these with your new girlfriend? The darkness <laughs> consumes. Instead of playing outside, my uncle's tool shed. <laughs> So, yes, you have showed these to your girlfriend. The shine reflects us. Gaunt looks from side to side. Stage three colon cancer. You're a happy guy. Don't look inside here. The cages are not all clean. We just put them down. No, I haven't read any of these to her. I like to think that you wrote these on your flights back to New York. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till I get about to 120. I'm gonna see if I can get them published. 
So, were, how were your flights back, by the way? Um, trying to remember. I just remember getting texts from you, <laughs> and you're like, "How the fuck do you do this every single day of your life?" Oh, because it's horrific. You're just sitting there with a bunch of fucking fat, awful people. Um, I think the only the only bad part was I had some pretty gnarly layaways, a couple hours each. So Vegas to Chicago, Chicago, Buffalo. Yeah, Vegas to Chicago, and Chicago was a three and a half hour wait. It was brutal. The Chicago layover is brutal when you're there at well, we're five in the morning during winter snowstorm. That, that place is just freezing in the winter. Uh, luckily, one, it was the summer, and two, it was when everything was open. But it was right at like normal dinner time. Mm-hmm. So every single place was just slammed. Lines, lines, lines. So, yeah. And overpriced. Oh my God, overpriced. Well, it's an airport. No need to punish them. They're all awful sinners. So the gun tells me. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a great. That would be an interesting show. A guy that has schizophrenia and his the only person he has communication with is his own pistol. All right. Well, let's action on that. So did you hear they're going to do a live action Rick and Morty? Is that and, what that trailer with the commercial was about? Uh-huh. And Rick's where, played where, by Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and, and the kids played like by the kid that was an it. Which is a pretty good casting, really. I don't know about Christopher Lloyd, only because he's he's about to die. Well, not only that, but it's just like he can't help but overact. And I but, think Rick's just a little bit more... I know, but I think the Rick character is pretty subtle most of the time. Very nonchalant. Until, until he gets into, you know, trouble. And then that's when he freaks out. But Oh, well. The pirates sell... You know, we can use this for, you know, your other project. The pirates sell close. They finally boarded us. Guess I don't need eyes. <laughs> I don't know how that person wrote that haiku, but... I'm in a I'm in a weird mood. Can you tell? I can tell. An Ohio man called 911 to say his dog had shot herself in the face. Later he admitted that he did it while he was drunk. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because a dog can shoot itself in the face from the top down. Like a dog can shoot a gun, period. Well, I mean if they're just pawing at it on the ground <laughs> and they're looking through it. <laughs> Like if you put the if you oh, put no. peanut butter on the on the barrel. On the barrel. <laughs> so how much experience do you have with dogs and peanut butter? Um can we get an, a mic on my balls? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take an over under six <laughs> and the it's an over. Uh yes, I usually do over and under them. You're right. Oh wow. Six and nine. <laughs> Bad joke. I hate you for that. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I don't know why I'm so fixated on how he did it, but either from the top, but like putting it in his mouth would be super interesting. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, come here. <clears throat> in his mouth. Is... 
Jesus Christ. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I thought I was dark with my haikus. So did you oh, hear no, this I summer um, ABBA made a comeback a reunion tour? ABBA? ABBA. Obviously not. Don't. Dancing Queen. Something. Yeah. I don't know the rest of the song. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. That's a I song they did. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. I didn't know if you knew who ABBA was. Are you a big Mamma Mia fan? Never saw it. My mom is, obviously. Oh, yes, she is. For obvious reasons. Wait, how many times has she seen it in Vegas? We only saw it once in Vegas as part of an office over, party. Under, over, under five, over. She forced <laughs> me to go to the, the movie, talk- the first one. We're not and- talking about Celine Dion here, okay? <laughs> and the second... I uh, think your wife has dragged you to Celine Dion in Vegas. Do you have a number? Three. Or is, or is it so many times that every time it happens, you actually just roof yourself so you forget? <laughs> it's three. And I got pissed at her last time. We got one song into it. She starts talking about the next time she wants to see Celine. It's like, hey, I'd like to see something every now and then other than Celine. What did you see then? Uh, COVID hit. I haven't seen anything. I don't know the show COVID hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's touring around the country and actually it's doing it's a world tour um lots and Sounds lots of people good. saw it um, it's on a it's, reboot right now it's so visceral that you have to go to the hospital if you're old enough cool is it that is it so, is it so jarring yeah you might have to get hospitalized it's it's like the modern day uh saving private ryan where it gives people ptsd and <laughs> that's cool yeah it's awesome that's a pretty. I, I gotta go see that show. Imagine, oh my god! Imagine being in the theater when one of those people are having freakouts. How amazing <laughs> that movie would have been to see. You mean horrific? I mean, tra- it would be traumatizing for sure. Because but... like, I've been with people who have PTSD when they get their PTSD activated. It's not good. See, I'm joking because I've never experienced it. That's it's pretty true. Awful. You were with but, me when, when, I, when you took when you asked me to take you on that half pipe ride. My fr- my following PTSD kicked in. Don't drag your fucking ankle bullshit into yeah, more PTSD. Ankle bullshit. I'm with it, Jeremy on this one. <laughs> Listen, you and your PTSD was you sitting there like a like grandmother once before <laughs> for 45 minutes just <sighs> catatonic and whatnot. Yeah, you pretty much. When, you mean when? Uh, your where your trauma came my from? Mother, yeah. My mother tried to uh, go down a very large ladder down into the pueblo. So, you know, you know, pueblo Mexico has those uh, native um, the Anasazi dwellings. Start, they're like inside the you know the cliffs. She got on top of a ladder and then she basically almost took a shit on someone's head. Well, the best part was when a lot of those that usually weren't open they let us into the only way out was to go up foot and toe holes with chains in the walls and we're behind her put, trying to basically push her up the cliff wall the whole way yeah it was, it was pretty cool yeah. but yeah uh, or, what, i would not compare your ptsd to that. i i would say that your ptsd for your foot is as weak and and as trivial as you watching a giant spider in the theater during Lord of the Rings. Like, it's that level of bullshit. Well, see, that was a combination of both the spiders and they were on a cliff. Right. You're a baby. Spider. 
I'm talking down to your PTSD. Oh, I know. I know. And you know, and here's the great news. Here's the best news about that. I got into grad school for social work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a good counselor. I so want to be able to get tapes of some of your earlier counseling work. Uh, well, actually, when it comes to that stuff, I'm actually quite serious. It's just, it's just calling you a child and a baby that I like doing. Of course you do. I would never sit you down and try to analyze anybody in my family. It would be a very bad, bad thing. In many ways. But Hyman and I do it in private, so it's fine. And, and sometimes we talk about the therapy. Oh, that reminds me of a, of a news report I saw earlier this summer. A woman is banned from the Belgian zoo because of her close relationship with a chimp she blows kisses, kisses to be, through the, the, the plexiglass well, wall is deemed unhealthy the for the ape. Pump the brakes. Why did that remind you of a story about an ape? Psychology work. I don't know how, but that story disturbs me more than the Cincinnati Zoo. Oh, the the video of it, the video of it is astoundingly bad. So uh, the woman just goes like that and just blows kisses. No, to she's a she's like uh, kissing the glass where his lips are, and they feel it's bad for the ape because the ape's re- starting to respond. And but you'll yeah, enjoy. He wants, he wants to tap that. Yeah, you'll enjoy the fact that the woman was was teary eyed when she found out she was banned. So let's just take a quick second to guess what this woman looks like, because I think that'd be really fun. Uh, let's see if I can do a screen share. Is here. is there is there a uh, uh, okay? Okay. Let's see where's the button. I'm gonna guess okay. uh, black hair. Um, on the more tread lightly. Tread lightly. Uh, she's gonna be. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the weight, but it's gonna be eight thousand uh, pounds. Oh wow! Not <laughs> it's this woman here. I was not expecting that. I was thinking of of like an obese trailer trash. Be, to be fair, it was the chick with the red hair, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> wow, she's lonely. That's really. I kind of really wanted to have it be like a really gnarly, like really grimy looking biker chick trailer trash. Yeah. Like. Like um, you know, just like just like so, someone who works, someone who works for Joe Exotic. Yeah, yeah, somebody who's has <laughs> to work Joe Exotic, not wants to, but has to, has who, to. Who, yeah, who uh, mix? They can't, they can't find a room anywhere else. Exactly. So they're gonna go get one of those trailers <laughs> out in the boondocks. Question, um. Did anyone notice or care that David Lee Roth retired? I didn't know he had. He is officially retired. How did you not know that? You're the one who's his fan. No, I'm not. What are you talking about? Uh, well, honestly, I, I realized I needed to to reassess my view of everything. I had I had seen part of the the live showing on Jimmy Kimmel when they were getting ready to do the reunion tour, which pissed me off because uh, you're going to hit me for this. Um, found out that Mike Anthony, their bass player who'd been through everything with them 
found out the week before they're going on a tour from MTV News that he'd been replaced by Eddie Van Halen's kid. So I was pissed about that. And then That's I the watched I was watching the 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 stage work and I thought that David Lee Roth was running out of breath and going, This is just pathetic. I didn't find out till earlier this year what happened. He does a thing with spinning the the mic stander and he's done it for years uh, like like it's a staff. He had hit himself yeah. in the nose and broke his nose. And he was dealing uh-huh. with that bleeding everywhere in the middle of the song. So he actually went backstage, had it retaped, his nose taped up, and came back out and redid the song. And I, and I didn't know any of that until like a year ago, like three months before Eddie died. And now you feel really shitty because you're a shitty person. Not really, because I was still I, I thought it was it was complete shit what they did to to Mike Anthony. The plus side is he got together with um, uh, oh uh, Hagar, and they created the the band Chickenfoot. All right. Christian. Yeah, we can stop. Ta- we can stop talking about it. It's fine. <laughs> the second you brought up Hagar, I was out. I'm out. Because <laughs> you're you're not a Van Hagar fan. You're a Van Halen fan. I'm a nothing fan because you idiots, you and the older brother. Now I'm not going to say anything bad about him, but well, that's a played all that space, shit. Space Nine fanatic. They were such fanatics about. Okay, there was there's a few bands that I could never listen to ever. Van Halen, Rush, Rush. Oh my God, Rush. <laughs> Primus. No, Primus actually, I didn't, so I didn't get into Primus until after high school. I was going to say Motley Crue, but it was more Spencer than you. Uh, yeah, Guns and Roses. Mm. Yeah. yeah, gross. <laughs> You're all gr- my. I will say my favorite Guns N' Roses thing though, is like the reunion tours when they're all fat and gross now and they're trying to run around stage. So you know, like David Lee Roth, and it's like <laughs> Axl Rose trying to sing. You know, uh, what's that stupid song with the Paradise City? Paradise what is City. It? Is that what it is? It's called Paradise City. Yeah. Like, what's the stupid song with the Paradise City? The name of, of what you just said, you fucking manga word. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Even I knew that. Uh, take me down to Paradise City. Yeah, so it's Paradise City. <laughs> but is it Paradise City or City of Paradise? Paradise. Who cares? <laughs> and like he's running to the mic. He's just like, <laughs> and he can't. Do anything. I love. I love those videos the most because it makes me so happy. That's it's, how I feel when I watch Paul McCartney now. So, dude, Paul McCartney needs to die. Okay. Because okay. I'm I'm like, not. I thought you were about to defend him, and I was like, I don't know why you're so hypocritical right now. Like Hulu has a documentary on him right now, and I started watching. Include watch- the wife beating. <laughs> that was John Lennon. Ah, no, uh, McCartney too. And with McCartney, it was probably all of them. It, yeah, that happens with that much acid. Four dudes from the '60s. What are you gonna do? But no, it's just sort of like here's McCartney now doing stuff. It's like who gives a shit? Who cares? Yeah. No one cares. No. And it's just it's time for him to go. I think he's a robot. <laughs> I came What's... up with a conspiracy theory. I'm going to talk about it now. I got to get over here. Uh, there are no abortions in the United States of America. There are women who have what they think are abortions, but then the government 
<laughs> why are you why are you <laughs> covering your face? Just getting something on my eye. <laughs> the government <laughs> takes the aborted babies and harvests them and they grow up. Um well they harvest them till they're born and then they grow up and they are a perfect killing machines for the CIA. I was gonna say ro- batteries for the sentinels. So all the secret battles that are fought and won around the world are fought by the uh, aborted fetuses of America. Uh, Aborted fetuses. Yeah, well, they think they're aborted, but they're just saved, harvest, born, and then from childhood on, basically Jason borned until they're ready to go out and fight. So how does the new Texas law feed into all that? Well, that's why I'm mad at Texas. I mean, now we're not going to win any of our secret wars. Texas. So basically, Texas is trying to separate from the CIA. You know, Texas is one of those places that hates everything about federal government, and that's the problem. That is true. Bunch of goddamn libertarians. That's what's wrong with Texas. They're trying to take away our ability to have secret wars, and I am not for it. We need abortion. <laughs> Texas, we need abortion. We need our secret child soldiers. I'm afraid that uh QAnon's gonna get when this No, that you're gonna have a mental breakdown once and we'll just find you in the street of Buffalo screaming, abortion's not real. It, it's we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna lose the wars. You'll become the you'll become a homeless Alex Jones. Uh, why no? Because Alex Jones has proven you can be that crazy and with the right platform and make they, a lot. Hey, hey, you, you, you just, you're just against gay frogs. I'm so against gay frogs. I don't know. I still think Sandy Hook's uh, fake. Unfortunate. I can't believe he actually came out and said that. I he, he, he just lost a lawsuit against him. The libel lawsuit. Uh, as he should have for that one. Yeah, he's a he's a psycho. He's a total psycho. I as as a comedian, he I could think I think he'll he could be funny, but unfortunately, he has too many dumb people that listen to him and believe everything he says. I would say my favorite conspiracy theory about Alex Jones is he's just a the not dead Bill Hicks, like yeah. Bill Hicks faked his death and, he, and is doing this character Alex Jones. Which would be great if that were real. Well, and the the good advantage to to Alex Jones in a, the timing of everything is if you had a decent impersonation of Larry Flint, you can now revive it as Alex Jones. <laughs> Larry, that's that's my Norm Macdonald version. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of, we haven't talked since. Yeah, we haven't then. talked yeah. about Norm. R.I.P. to the great. The greatest of the greats. He. It's unfortunate that no one my age really knows of Norm Macdonald. And because I'm, well, not to suck dick here, thanks to Hiram, um, my love for comedy is like has just been a really good origin of who to listen to from the beginning. And I got to see Norm live at a young age, which a lot of people my age don't even know who Norm is. Yeah, we went to what the Orleans, I believe. Yeah, it was. so I went with you, and I also took my dad for. Yeah. Uh, how how old how old were you when I took you? I know you couldn't drink yet. So I was uh had it been seventeen eighteen because I was sixteen when I or sorry I was seventeen when we saw Jeselnik. 
Oh yeah, and you were all worried like they wouldn't let you in the theater. Like I'm like they're not gonna card you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was at the Orleans, and I was probably 18, 18, 19 when I signed. Okay. Yeah, that was like a period of time where I was seeing a lot of like a lot of SNL guys were going to Vegas. Yeah, you so, saw the guy from Brit, uh, from England. I forget his name. The guy with the crazy hair from uh, uh, Weekend Update. Huh? He's a guy. He has like the insane fashion. Um, I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, no, I said like I saw Dana Carvey and Dennis Miller yeah. and Norm Macdonald and David Spade. And, I mean, I saw the SNL alum. Yeah, and, D- and David Spade's been hitting the Orleans a lot lately. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I want to go down. He's, he, he's he's solid. He surprised me because I didn't have a huge expectations for him, but he was pretty solid. But yeah, we in, signed but more. he's very he's very David Spade. Yeah, you, yeah. it's oh, like yeah. you have to, you have to like David Spade to go on against you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's not for everyone, but I mean, yeah, it, it's just sort of like I think I even I don't ever like use Twitter anymore, but I did go on Twitter just to say how did. Artie Lang outlive Norm <laughs> McDonald. It's almost like that was Norm's last joke that Artie Lang is still alive. And what, what was that one that you retweeted, Jeremy? That I, re- I ended up retreating was uh, dying of cancer with nobody knowing is such a, a Norm McDonald thing to uh, do. That was, that's what Justin just like. Which is so, I mean, and, and I said basically the same thing to you guys I mean, for nine phrase. years. Nine Which, years, and I, I remember know. the last couple of years when it seems uh, like his show and his podcast and stuff. I was thinking, man, he's looking really old. And I realized it's it, it was the cancer. Yeah, it was chemo, probably. Yeah, because his when he was doing Norm Macdonald live, he was pretty chunky, and then he lost a lot of weight really fast. Yep. And then if you watch his Netflix show, he's really gaunt. Well, and yeah. he was scheduled to do some stage work next month. Oh yeah. I don't think uh, he was planning his death. Yeah. But, yeah, that's totally blows, man. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's funny because even now when I go see live comedy, there's really no one that was so, in, like, so capturing than, than it, him. It's hard to explain. Yeah, because, no, no, no. Like, it's hard to explain because it was just this one guy on stage. I've been to comedy shows where you could ignore the person on stage. Like, literally, like, it, whether you be the opener or even the main act, I've seen a few main acts that you're just like, okay, whatever, this, this, in fact, you know what, that happened to me when I saw, I saw Amy Schumer, it was like, mm. okay, we get it, Amy, we, all right, your vagina, we got it, but, <laughs> but it was almost like you could not ignore Norm when he was on stage, it was just like, there was no looking away. Well, one of the things. One of the things that he did when, when on the show Jeremy and I saw, which is just one of the stick things he's done on and off his whole career, is he had a a cigarette in one hand, a lighter in the other, and every now and then act like he was about to light it, but would never light it, never flick the, yeah. the lighter, just to keep. And uh, Rob Schneider talked about this. Uh, it was just one of those things to keep the audience on edge, wondering when he was going to light the damn cigarette. Yeah, I think he about did that. that all the time, actually. He, he yeah. did that. He did that with uh, water a lot, too. Like, opening it and about to, but then closing it. I mean, just like the, like, what are you doing? It's it was always like, just to set the keep the audience on edge, which is it brilliant. It's amazing, yeah. I, I've never seen anyone do it, and when I saw him do that, I was like, holy shit, that, like, it's amazing. 
and I will say this because I I've been doing a lot more um, open mics recently, so I've I've I feel like I've made an in with the the local Salt Lake crowd now. I'm That's friends cool. with a bunch of them now, and I went golfing with one of them the day after he died, and so basically us playing golf for four hours was us just exchanging like no, our favorite like norm bits and stories mm-hmm. and it's never recorded because he I, he must have done it um before right after a special taping but it was when my um my dad and i saw him and he went on for like the first 10 minutes of how he went to this bookstore in las vegas and he walked into the store and he was trying to find this one book that donald trump just released and he went up to the the mexican uh, owner and he's like Hey, I'm looking for this Donald Trump book. Um, he just released. It's about immigration and um, and him building the wall. And the bookstore book owner goes to him and says, "What the fuck did you just say to me?" And he's like, "I know, and I know." And I'm like, he's not a super popular guy right now. I I just I'm really intrigued to read the book about immigration and and the wall. And he just keeps going on and on. And finally, the book owner is like, "Hey, man, get the fuck out of here." And Norma goes, oh, that's right. That's what it was called. <laughs> and it was just like, it's just this long drawn out. He's the only person I know that will just, will make you so uncomfortable with how <laughs> long he's drawing out what he's trying to get to <laughs> until he hits you out of nowhere with the punchline. And you're like, oh my God. He just doesn't care about sitting in silence and awkwardness well, for I, as long as possible. I always heard, like he was telling somebody, his approach to comedy was he knows his setup and he knows his punchline, but he doesn't know how he's getting to his punchline. Like he can set it up and then he'll just kind of wander for a bit. Well, I saw And, like, and how do you do that? Like as a comedian, that's what's so like crazy about well, it. Well, because you're, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I'm so nervous about getting to the punchline where I'm like, I have to keep my, my wording so clean and tight and perfect. Well, where I think there's so there's too many, and I think that might be. I think that's a new guy thing because I used to do it too when I was doing it. That you are afraid of silence. Like if there's not laughter anytime you're not speaking, you're bombing. But that's not true, and that's what Norm had a clear essence of. Yeah, totally. Not being afraid of that silence. The day after he died, I saw a clip of after he'd been fired from SNL on a very early version of the Dennis Miller show where he does this nine minute buildup to what's essentially a cock joke. Yeah. And at the, at the end, Dennis Miller's on the floor and, and calls him out and said, you know, it shows that you, this is t- total inside baseball, but it shows your commitment to the art that you will spend nine minutes building up to a cock joke. The yeah. fact that you will actually go through that process. Well, I should have been Dennis Miller live when he had his HBO show, right? Uh yeah, I think that's what yeah. it was, and it's a hilarious joke. Absolutely, I mean, my favorite Norm story that I heard from somebody. It wasn't even like from Norm; it's somebody kind of like on the outskirts. So he does this corporate gig, and he's there's three other comedians there, um, you know, and they're just like they're ten minute guys. They're just starting, right? But they get to perform with Norm, and it's per, you know great for them. So. Norm's just like, you know, like, eh, do your do, do your jokes for me. Eh, you know? And uh, so they all do their set in front of Norm. And he goes, okay, I'll go out and I'll do, you know, introduce you. And then I'll come out afterwards and, you know, whatever. So Norm goes out, does each of their 10-minute sets. <laughs> and all of them are like, what the fuck? Why would he fucking do this to us? And... 
then, you know, then he goes off and then he introduces the first guy and they are left with doing crowd work. That's all they've got because all their good stuff has now been said <laughs> by Norm MacDonald. And then he comes out and does an hour and kills, right? So it's like, if you're in the audience, all you all you know is, is Norm being the greatest. Norm MacDonald came down, did a half hour of mediocre material. Three guys came out and were terrible. And then Norman came out again <laughs> And it was amazing. And the, the reason why I love the story so much is because that joke was for him only. Nobody else was in on it but him yeah. and those three comedians that he fucked over. Yeah. But it was just like to do that is like that spark of evil genius and why it was like quintessential of why he was so funny to me. Because it's like it wasn't for anybody's benefit but his own. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, was listening to an interview with Artie Lang and, you know, early on after, after Norm had saved his career and was getting him, him going again, um, had invited him to a SNL party that he had for whatever reason Norm was invited to. And Chris Farley was back and had been hosting and was at the party and, and Norman asked Artie Lang to keep it, he knew he was going to be busy to keep an eye on Chris Farley, try and keep him out of trouble at the party because it was during the, the drug phase and all that kind of stuff. And I think it, I think Farley was just getting back in good graces because he'd been like banned from the building. Yeah. For I mean, just because he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. Well, and Arda Lang's freaking out because um, Andy Dick had grabbed Farley and he'd gone off into a back room, right. and, and 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 Norm comes up. So, oh, how's it going with Farley? He's like, oh, I'm really worried because you know he went to in 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 this room with Andy Dick, and he's like, oh, there's only two reasons why you go into a back room with Andy Dick. And then a minute later, they, they see Farley come out. It's like, oh, thank, thank goodness he's high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, let's hope he's doing coke. Yeah. yeah my favorite story that I heard recently of Norm was that, uh, and I heard this through a person on a podcast, but he, and this is through the eyes of an audience member, but he, uh, there was a tour back in the, the 80s where whenever he was on SNL, and it was just the SNL cast on a comedy tour. And they're doing these like these little towns all over the Midwest. I think you mean the nineties. Nineties, yes, thank you. Because I, I think I know this Early story. 90s. I think I think it's it's Norm, it's Jim Brewer, and it's the guy who used to do Bill Clinton on yeah, SNL. I, th- I think so. What's yeah. his name? Do you know remember his name? Uh, uh, I can picture his I can picture his potato head, but I it can't wasn't Hartman, was it? No, no, it was after Hartman. After Hartman left, it was like the you know it was like kind of a smaller. Dumpier dude. Anyway, go on. Um. Anyway, he, I, he's the guy that does like Joe Madden, right? The impersonation of Joe Madden. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about. I just can't remember his name. Anyway, they're doing this uh this like eight thousand seat uh gym basically, just a this small town place, and they all go up do their twenty five thirty minutes. Daryl Hammond. Yes, thank you. Daryl Hammond. Um, I, it was killing me. Anyway, go on. He and then Norm goes out, and if, of course it's a f- show of families, so everyone's doing like their clean material, trying to get through all of it. It's Iowa. He's in, yeah, in Iowa. 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 Yeah. And, and basically they just said uh, no gay jokes. They said just don't do any gay jokes. Yeah. And then Norm comes out, and the first thing he starts talking about is a pornography he saw of a woman having sex with a dog. <laughs> And just going into extensive details about how this woman's getting fucking insanely railed by this dog. All right. And I'm thinking I'm thinking of a different story then. 
but yeah, I've heard that story. That's a different and, one. And at once, 7,000 people get up with their families and just start walking out while he's doing his set. Yeah. And he just doesn't stop, keeps doing his shit, and then and then he does his 25, 30 minutes and gets off. And it made, like, obviously, like Iowa. Headlines. Yeah, headlines of, like, Norman Donald makes 7,000 people walk out for horrific jokes. And it's like, that's the funniest thing I've ever. Because I heard the same thing from uh, Jim Brewer interview. It was Iowa. So, I mean, I mean, this might be a different state because the one I know is definitely Iowa. And they were just saying, just don't say any gay jokes. And Norm goes out there and just goes like, if you're like a gay guy, why would you do, why would you be the ass guy? Why would you be the guy taking it in the ass? You know, and just like, it just droves of people leaving. Well, you and then get... the next day, and then the next day, they couldn't find Norm. And they found out that the governor had kicked him out of the state <laughs> of Iowa. That's awesome. Well, you got to give huge, huge, huge props to a guy that has a career on a nationally syndicated television show and is told specifically, OJ Simpson is my friend, don't do jokes, and just nails it night after night after night, OJ jokes until he gets fired. Yeah. It's just got to be something to be said about it, someone who's got the balls to do that. Well, it's just, it's less, I think it's less to like having the balls, but it's just more of... Dedication to the art of comedy. Well, because it was funny. Yeah. It was funny material. It was really hilarious well, stuff. And, and my favorite part is the audience being way too scared to laugh. <laughs> because he was never doing, you know, because too many, too many Weekend Update people play to the audience that's there. Yeah. And he never did. He didn't care if they laughed or not. Because my favorite joke he did on Weekend Update, and I remember watching that live and not one person in the studio laughing, and I was dying at home. And he goes, uh, in the state of Georgia, they finally repealed the slavery act of that state. And this is like in the 90s. Uh, when given a reason why it took so long, there was just this really big cotton crop. They had to get to it. <laughs> that was it. And it was just like, no one, no one laughed. I mean, Especially New zero York. people laughed. Yeah, exactly. Zero people left. And he just, you know, sat there with a smile, like, because, like, he knows, they, he knows you know, how offensive that joke is. Well, he knows it's funny. And yeah. he, it, it's funny to him that people won't laugh. That's why I always love doing my, you know, very dark one liners on stage because people stop. Please stop telling jokes. <laughs> and it's just like, it was that, in, it was in that vein of what I'm saying is really not that offensive. It's just, goes against the grain of normal societal norms i guess yeah. is the best way to put it and people don't like that and that's what i liked about him there's not very and i'll put it this way there's not very many i always thought people who cry when celebrities die are the dumbest people on earth there's only two people i've ever cried when they died norm was one and the other one was rick male who is a British actor, a British comedian. Probably as influential to me as Norm Macdonald was. But a lot of people out here don't know him, and that's fine. I was going to say, I haven't heard that one. Uh, he was a... Um, he did some um, American stuff, but he was in The Young Ones, a British sitcom, which was... It was in the 80s. And it was so very like. Oh, I remember. Hideous. Okay. Yeah. 
He was he was the main guy in Drop Dead Fred. That's yeah. the most that's the American thing that he did. But if you ever watch the young ones, it's just everything about the young ones makes me super happy. So but anyway. Yeah. I mean I mean, but Norm. When it comes to people like comedians like Norm, where they would rather throw away a career than compromise. It's just there's not a lot of people who do that, you know, and you got to respect that. Yeah, I can only I can only think of a few people. There's Norm, there's Chevy Chase, there's Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, right. Well, yeah, Norm, <laughs> it, it was all about commitment to the craft. Yeah, but I think it was also just like, where's where's your dignity by selling out, right? Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite like uh, joke about that is not a norm joke. It was a uh, it was one of those roasts which are kind of kind of over now. But Jeff Ross did this joke about Little Rel because uh, you know Little Rel he he voiced one of the characters in the Angry Birds movie. So he goes like, oh, good 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 thing you're not selling out. Which voice? Which bird are you, Jim Crow? <laughs> But it's just like it's that, but it's that mentality, you know. Like, how many people are 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 considered comedians who've never been funny? Yeah, I mean, never been funny. Oh, I just heard of a Norm story recently. It was uh, when he was host when he was hosting. He was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Matthew Perry from Friends came on, and it was Harvey Weinstein had was in a meeting with Lorne Michaels and he was saying, Oh, Matthew Perry is such a genius. He's such a genius, comedic, you know, this genius. And Norm looks at him and goes like, can he do math or something? (laughs) (laughs) And just to make like the most powerful guy in Hollywood hate your guts. I mean, beautiful. Yeah. That's because they were trying to tell him that Matthew Perry had come up with a new way of talking. He calls it like Perry is or math. Math, Matt speak, he called it. And, and Norm's just like, is that just what he, he's just doing sarcasm? It's just fucking, sar- what are you talking about? Matt speak, you're an idiot. He was trying to cop sarcasm as his own thing that he came up with for this character. It's like well, ridiculous. I, I give Perry credit for knowing when a scene wasn't working when they were doing taping and, it, you know, going, helping go back and doing rewrites. But without the writing crew he had around him, he would have never been considered funny. Again, how many people are considered funny who've never really been funny ever? And it's every sitcom actor ever who ever lived, for sure. Well, and that's why really funny guys pretty much always bomb when they transla- transition them over, over to TV. Yeah, yeah. When, when somebody else takes over their voice. And Yeah. You know, I think that, that was the thing that happened with, like, you know, Phil Hendry tried to make it over to TV a couple times, and every time he wasn't, you know, was not 100% in charge, it always lost its way. Yeah. Because he should be a thousand times bigger than he is. Yep. But that's a, that's a whole other thing. Well, I'm thinking it's time to start wrapping her up, guys. Should have done that before Jeremy was born. I was going to say about four kids too late on that one. <laughs> Both going for the dick joke. High five. 
And with that, we'll call it a night. I could give you one more haiku. Go for it. Haiku is out. Uh, let's see. I have no money. The belt drops off of me. No bent spoons today. You're a cheery lad. Heroin jokes. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll do this one instead. I think of past loves. Then I'm pulled back from it as I bone my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Not nice. all. See ya. <laughs>